You're listening to Khan Podcasts. You're listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Wednesday, March the 9th, 2022. This is Nomi Segal with the top news at this hour. President Isaac Herzog and First Lady Michal Herzog arrived a short while ago in Ankara at the start of an official state visit to Turkey at the invitation of President Recep Tayyip Erdogan. This is the first visit by an Israeli president to Turkey in 15 years. Herzog will meet with his host as well as with members of the Turkish Jewish community. In remarks before departing, Herzog said that the relationship between Israel and Turkey has certainly known ups and downs in recent years, but we shall try to restart our relations and building them in a measured and cautious manner and with mutual respect between our states. He said that Israel-Turkey relations are important for Israel, important for Turkey, and important for the whole region. He said that at a time when the international order is being shaken, it is good and proper that stability and partnership be maintained in the region. Herzog emphasized this point during visits to Greece and Cyprus in recent weeks and in conversations with leaders. The IDF has raised the alert of forces deployed along Israel's northern border as well as in intelligence units, air defense units and the Air Force after the Iran Revolutionary Guard last night vowed revenge for what it claimed were the deaths of two members in an airstrike near Damascus in Syria earlier this week that it blamed on Israel. Iran's foreign ministry also issued a condemnation for what it it claimed was the killing of two officers in the guard. The opposition Syrian Observatory for Human Rights said that the target of the strike was a weapons storehouse located near the Damascus International Airport serving pro-Iranian militias. A new report by the state controller has found serious shortcomings in preparations for possible damage to hazardous material facilities in a time of war. According to the report, despite an IDF assessment six years ago that the home front faces a threat of attacks of tens of thousands of missiles and rockets, the Army took no steps to address hits on such sites. For this reason, the National Emergency Authority also did not change its footing on the matter. The state controller said that there are some 5,300 sites for toxic materials which are located near population centers that could endanger more than 3 million citizens if attacked. The war in Ukraine. Ukraine's president, Vladimir Zelensky, says the international community will bear responsibility for the humanitarian disaster if it does not impose a no-fly zone in the country's airspace. In a video statement, Zelensky accused Russia of using missiles, planes and helicopters to attack civilians, cities and infrastructure. The world has a humanitarian duty to respond, he said. With today marking two weeks since the Russian invasion of Ukraine, Zelensky said the Ukrainians have shown everyone that they will never surrender. Humanitarian corridors were to be opened today to allow Ukrainian citizens to flee from five cities, Kiev, Kharkiv, Sumy, Chernihiv, and Mariupol. The mayor of Chernihiv said that two-thirds of the city is without electricity or heat. To date, some 5,000 people have left Sumy in the northeast of the country. Meanwhile, media in Moscow reported that Russian forces have taken control of the nuclear power station in Zaporozhye. 
The Kremlin has accused the United States of declaring economic war on Russia and said it is continuing its next steps. This after U.S. President Joe Biden yesterday announced a ban of Russian oil imports. The head of the Knesset Constitution and Law Committee, Gilad Kariv of Labor, has blasted as inadequate and a disgrace the plan announced by Interior Minister Ayelet Shaked on the entry of Ukrainian citizens into Israel. Under the plan, Israel will accept about 5,000 Ukrainian citizens fleeing the conflict, about half of whom have already arrived. Initially, they will be given a three-month visa. Should the fighting continue beyond this time, those present in Israel will be allowed to work. In addition, Israel will suspend repatriation until the fighting ends of about 20,000 Ukrainian nationals who were in Israel before the outbreak of hostilities, most of them illegally. Sheked canceled the 10,000 shekel security deposit refugees entering the country were asked to pay until now. Instead, they will have to sign a form pledging to leave Israel as soon as the state of emergency in Ukraine is over. The new quota does not apply to Ukrainian nationals who qualify to immigrate under the law of return. Shaked estimated this number could reach 100,000. Violence in the Arab sector. Six residents of Kafarkana have been arrested for suspected involvement in the exchange of fire that led to the death of a young woman, 17-year-old Razan Abbas, by stray bullet fire. Residents said that the exchange outside her home last night continued for about 45 minutes until police arrived. And coronavirus... Another 6,600 new cases were diagnosed yesterday for a positive test result rate of about 11 percent. 410 people remain hospitalized in serious condition, 174 of them on ventilators. Since the start of the outbreak in Israel two years ago, 10,322 people have died of COVID-19-related causes. The weather outlook, warmer in the south, windy and hazy with possible local sandstorms, chance of local rain through the afternoon, mostly in the north, drizzled to light local rain expected tonight in the north and center, windy along the coast toward morning. Tomorrow will be unseasonably cold with intermittent rain in the north accompanied by isolated thunderstorms, local rain in the center, and snow on the Hermon. The maximum temperatures in the main centers, Jerusalem 16, Tel Aviv 17, Haifa 15, Beersheba 22, and in Eilat going up to 28 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Reka, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program. You can tune in at 101.3 FM, the Khan website, Spotify, and the Khan English Facebook page.